0: hello hello how are you doing how are you doing this is the s anthony thomas this is the s anthony says podcast uh episode number 428 and um i just something weird happened to me i don't know whether it happened to you but it was a really big surprise right my doctor uh, i'm going to my doctor in a couple of weeks for my you know my physical right and i was you you know three weeks before you put your blood work in right and normally the doctor, you know, doesn't even pay attention to it. And then when you get there, the doctor looks at it and goes, oh, everything looks great, right? And that's what's been happening for years. Everything looks great, right? I, I don't even really think about it. To go get the blood work, bah, you put the needle in the arm, to take out the juice, whoop, 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 de, boop whoop, boop. No big deal. But this time I put my blood work in and the next day, burp, my phone rings and I look down and I see my doctor's name. And I'm trying to figure out, was it. Doctors don't confirm appointments. Why is this doctor calling me? What's going on here? Is this a mistake? I pick up the phone. She says my name. She says, uh, your blood work just came in." I go, "Okay." wasn't thinking much of it. What me? I'm like, but then I thought, wait a minute, why is she calling me like the next day? What the heck's going on? She goes, "Yeah, um, have you been drinking a lot of soda and eating fast food the past three months?" I go, well, yeah, you know, since, you know, because you, you know, just because your blood work is good for a long extended period of time, doesn't mean you can go off the deep end and do all of this. Stuff. I mean, how many sodas did you drink? I mean, how much, And I told her what I was eating and there was silence on the other end of the line. Silence on the other end of the line. And I get the distinct feeling. I was afraid to go to the window because I was afraid she was going to pull up outside of my house in her car motion out her window for me to come outside motion for me to come to the car and then slap the taste out of my mouth (laughs) right she goes listen buddy you can't do this your blood work was so good all this time and now you're messing it up you got to stop drinking all those sodas and eating all of that crap okay your numbers are or, you know, I start, see your numbers are starting to edge in the wrong way. Okay. You see, this I mean, you can just, you can get it back to normal. Just, just just, go back to what you were doing. Just go back to your regular diet and lifestyle. Just go back to what you were doing before. Okay. Just go back to that. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And do you know how weird it is? I don't know if it's ever happening you, where your doctor calls you the day after your blood work comes in. Hmm. And very politely goes, <laughs> stop Drinking that crap and eating that crap, you bastard. She didn't say that, but in her sweet way, she said that. And I look back on it and I'm going, I didn't drink that many sodas, did I? I mean, what the hell was it? And I look back over the past few months and yes, I had, because I would. be on the way home and I'm like I'm not cooking crap I had food in the refrigerator I had food in the freezer I'm not cooking crap I'm gonna drop off I'm gonna stop off at Burger Belugi Bay Burger and Fry place a and I'm gonna get. And they always say, "Would you like to make that bigger?" Eh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I would like to make that bigger. Yeah. I definitely need more French fries and a gigantic soda. That's not gonna mess my health up. Not at all. <laughs> oh, you are gonna put bacon on the hamburger? Not a problem. Okay. You want the quadruple bacon with the quintuple cheese? Fantastic. Put that crap on there, Jack. Quadruple ketchup with the salt and the sugar that's in ketchup. to oh, slather that crap on, baby. Right. And in the back of your mind, you go, my blood work is good. My health is improving. I'm going to be, by the end of the year, this is over. This is over. That's what you're thinking. (laughs) And you don't even weigh yourself. You man, you, you don't even notice that you put on a couple of pounds. But a lot of times, your health turns and it starts to turn a little bad before you even start to notice the pounds on the. Your your health could be starting to turn in the wrong direction. Not that you're going to die or anything like that, but you definitely need to make some changes. It can happen so quickly. A lot of times, it happens on the inside before you see it on the outside. That's why your doctor is going to get he always wants the blood work. And I had to sit back and I'm starting to going okay, well. I didn't just go to that fast food place once, uh, I did go once, once a day for the past month, <laughs> like I said three months, <laughs> and F y'all, you know what I'm saying, and I didn't realize how much crap I had been eating, and how even if you've had good blood work for years in a row, how three months of eating crap can have your doctor call you the day after you leave your blood work and she's in your ass. And I'm not talking about the prostate exam. I'm talking about metaphorically up your ass. Sweet about it, but in your ass. And I deserved it because I know better. Right? I was doing good. Now, the thing is, I don't know how many of you are, are, uh, plant-based diet, people, I had already made a decision a while ago that I wanted to move to more of a plant-based diet. I'm not saying I was going to move off of meat completely, but, you know, I was thinking about, yeah, I'm going to move to a more plant-based, but here's the thing, just like anything else, you can go and do the research, right? You can find out what you should be eating this and the glycemic index of this and the calories of that, the the cholesterol and that and the quadruple and all of that crap. And you really think you did something. You really think you did something. It is the dietary equivalent of busy work. And you know what busy work is. I I don't know if this in some other countries maybe don't know the, the term is maybe foreign to you. So I'll explain what busy work is. Busy work is when you engage in an activity that looks like you're actually doing something, but you're not accomplishing a daggone thing. Busy work is what happens. I'll give you an example. I was a salesperson selling computer supplies back in the day, right? And I knew we had to be there early in the morning because we had to call different countries. So I knew that I was getting off, say, uh, I think it was like six o'clock to three o'clock or something like that. So I knew how long it took to do a sale because I was one of the better salespeople. I had it down to a science. I knew how long a sale would take and a sale would take me 10 minutes to do. And then maybe there was a little paperwork afterwards. 10 minutes. And if the person was talking to them, it could be as long as 15 minutes. So let's just say, worst case scenario, 15 minutes. And we were all sitting by our computers working and working and working. And there's a manager walking around like a damn warden, right? You better not be taking a breath for looking away from your computer screen and doing something that wasn't work because they would be on your ass. Yeah, I said it. But knowing that the sale would take 15 damn minutes and knowing you want to get the hell out of there, you look at the clock, it's 2.50. You leave at 3 o'clock and the manager expected you to still be making phone calls and it happened to me once. I was like, let me just make this phone call. I'll 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 make a phone call and I won't do the best job of presenting the sales. So when I call in, the secretary will just blow me off and move me on. She won't even remember me when I call back on my real presentation. But I want to make it look like I'm making phone calls. I already passed my sales quarter for the day, so I'm cool. I need to leave at three and I call up and what happened? And it it was it was great for money it was great money wise. But I called up a guy, he had just had an argument with his previous vendor for his 36 printers. All different types of printers took different types of ribbons. They took ribbons back then. And uh, and all types of toner, they take toner still now, right? So I call up and I'm giving him the spiel and I'm not even putting my personality on it. I'm not trying to drop the Salem. I'm trying to get the hell out of there. And you know what he goes. You know what, buddy? It's your lucky day. The last guy that sold me ribbons and toners was a piece of crap, and I just ended a contact with that bastard. And why well, if you you tell me about your ribbons? And at first I'm thinking he's joking. At first I'm thinking he set me up because sometimes people will do that. You know how you treat telemarketers sometimes. Yeah, tell me about that thing man. you let him talk for four minutes and you go, ha, I don't want it click, right? So I think he's setting me up. I think this bastard is setting me up. But he's not setting me up. And he's like, you know what? I have six of those and five of these and two of those. I don't know what kind of ribbons they are, so I don't know what kind of order. Hold on for a minute. He actually puts the phone down. He, I can hear him talking to a secretary in the back. And get the thing for the printers with the thing. And get the stuff with the things for the printers and the stuff with the things and the stuff. And get all that stuff and the things with the stuff. And get the workbook and the booth and the night. He's trying to find the paperwork for the ribbons and toners. Now, I'm going to make a couple hundred bucks off this sale, which is great. But it's now 3 o'clock and I haven't even begun to get his information. Right? The other people in the office are looking at me and laughing. My buddy who works next to me, I was going to actually hang out with him before I go see my girlfriend at the time. He's laughing at me and pointing at me and making all sorts of faces because he knows he's going to go home and he he got to leave because he was doing the same thing that I was doing, but it worked out for him. But now I got to complete this punk ass sale. Three ten. he's still talking. 315, he's still talking. Oh, we I got a little okay. One of the okay, or, or okay you want to six of these and twenty-five of these, okay. And, and at three thirty he's still talking. And the big big gig, I wanna jump out the damn window. Oh and in addition to that, it's now three forty five. Oh Busy work. Back to the food. So busy work when it comes to, when <laughs> so that's what I was talking about when it came to busy work. And busy work is the same thing I was doing with my diet. You do all the research. I'm going to find out about all this vegan and vegetables and I'm going to find out about the quadruple vegans and all of that crap. You find out about it, you do all the work, you even have a file saved on your computer. I had the files on my computer and I did the research. I looked at the movies. I watched the documentaries. I knew this stuff could improve my health. I knew it. Now, this is before the blood test, by the way. This is during me eating all of that garbage I shouldn't have been eating and making my health a little bit worse. Enough so that the doctor called me the day after my blood test and wanted to kick me in the ass. So I had all the information that I needed. You've been there before. You've been in a relationship where you know you should leave. You know you should leave. Right? There's something in your house that you know you should fix. You know you should fix, but you never get around to it. You know, maybe your window's broken and you tape it up and you know you get to get that tape off, but you know, well, the wind's not coming in, so I guess everything's fine, right? You know, your refrigerator starts making noise and you know you should call because the warranty is is about to be up and you go, "Ah, you know, the warranty's got 30 more days. You know, I'll I'll get to it Monday. I'll put it on the board. It falls off the board. You forgot about it. And by the time you remember, it's 37 days later, so you got to pay out the pocket for your stupid punk ass refrigerator. Right? There's always got to be that catalyst. I should say, a lot of times there's a catalyst that pushes you in the direction that you need to go, right? You taped up your window, right? You didn't pay attention to it. It was rattling because something fell loose, and then all of a sudden a big wind came and bang. Now your window's cracked. Your window broke. You don't even know it's broken until a squirrel comes into your house and starts chewing on your couch and jumping around, knocking crap all over the place. Like I said, your refrigerator breaks up, right? You're in that relationship that sucks and you know you should have left. And all of a sudden now you got to have a kid with the person you should have broke up with six months ago. Now you're stuck with that punk ass forever. And in my case, damn it. I was eating all of this crap while I was studying how to eat Healthy foods, and even take my health to the next levels where I'm not just doing pretty good. I'll be doing great, and I knew what I needed to do. I've been in shape before. I hadn't been in really good shape before. I knew what it felt like, right? But sometimes you need that catalyst, like at the window, the squirrel coming in, refrigerator paying out of the pocket. That relationship. Now you got a baby with somebody who sucks. And in my case, I put some blood work in and my doctor called up and wanted to drop kick my punk ass down the steps. <laughs> now the thing about it is if you've ever been in shape, have you ever just thought about, especially if you were a person who was not in shape for a long period of time, and say you're not in shape and you decide, you know, damn, I'm going to get in shape. I got to do this. I got to work out. I got to get in shape. I want to look better. I want to feel better. Then you do it. You put in the work and you know sometimes it takes a long time to get in shape if you've been out of shape especially if you're really really out of shape right if you get really really heavy you know what i'm saying and keep in mind i want to preface this by saying there are people that have diseases or or other things beyond their control which are the reason for them being healthy this does not apply to them what i'm speaking of only applies to people who, like me, are only heavy because of bad decisions. There is no genetic or psychological reasons for me to be uh, heavier than I am. I just wasn't doing the things that I was supposed to do, the things that I am currently doing and will put, and will do for the next 40 years. But sometimes, man, you know, you, you, you start to work it out and it takes a long period of time. Some people, the weight falls off. Some people, it takes a long period of time. But at the time, I was in great shape. And if you've ever been out of shape to begin with, and never really in good shape, then got into good shape, and you're standing there, you were a former fat guy, and you're looking in the mirror, and you didn't get in shape because you were in a sporting event. You're not in any kind of sports. You're just a regular guy working a nine to five, but you decided, I don't want to have anybody refer to me as fat boy when they're trying to call me from across the street, right? I don't want more polite people to call you, hey, big guy, because they're too polite to say fact boy right right you don't want to hear that crap but it's not sports no it's discipline on your part you go to the gym you get the gym membership right you feel a little subconscious in the little self-conscious in the gym because there's a whole bunch of people that are in good shape and they're working out right and you're on the machine and there's this person to your left who's in great shape, a person to your right is in great shape, and they're running at full speed. You take two steps on the stair machine, and you're like, <laughs> right, you get on the treadmill, you run for 14 seconds, you're like, <laughs> and you look to the left, you look to the right, and you're, and, you, and you're waiting to see them try to suppress a smile or a laugh. That's what you're waiting for. That's what you're fearing. But in the normal circumstances, and what I found out, At the time, and what I had to tell some other people that were friends of mine who were going to start working out, you got to realize in many cases, in most cases, either nobody's paying attention to you anyway, but a lot of the times the people that are actually in the gym working out with you will encourage you. I remember being that guy back in the day, and I remember being, and there was this guy next to me, you know, looked like he was carved out of granite, and he gets off. And he stands, he's, I'm, I'm on the treadmill. And he looks at me and he goes, it's tough, isn't it? Well, don't worry about it, brother. He says, I got news for you. I was bigger than you when I started. It took me a while, but I'm in shape now. Just keep at it, man. Don't worry about it. It's it's, it's tough in the beginning, but it's worth it. So I was afraid at the time that somebody was going to make fun of me and go, ah, look at that fat bastard over there. <laughs> Everybody, let's walk over and spit on him. Hey, fat boy. Hey, I'm trying to work out Ask that We're just here to spit on you. <laughs> Come on, guys. Stop spitting on me. No, we got to spit on you. We do that to all the fat people at the gym. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm out here. To, I'm trying to work myself because I want to be look good for my comedy career. Are you Mr. Anthony Thomas? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I am. Nah, that's a shame. <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> Why are you spitting on me? Well, you're fat. I have to. <laughs> okay, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. F y'all. also back then I didn't go by yes Anthony Thomas back then either (laughs) right but that's what you're expecting and that's what you think is going to happen and I think the bad part about it is in in many cases you know people have this really weird idea of what it's going to take to get in shape and as someone who has, has done it before and is in the process of doing it now I know what it takes I know what it feels like in the beginning. If you haven't worked out in a while, or if you're increasing your workout or or changing your workout because you want to get different results or better results or change your results, I know what that feels like. And if you're on that journey too, my friends, like I said, doesn't matter what country you're in. If you're on that journey too, just realize the first three weeks is going to absolutely suck. The first thing that's going to happen is you're going to go through the workout, but you're not really going to tax yourself. You're not going to tax yourself. You're just going to go through the workouts. The weight's going to be too light. You're not going to work out that much because you don't want to hurt yourself because you're afraid to. That's going to be the first couple of times you go. And after a while you go, you know what? That didn't feel too bad. So you start to do a little more. And then you actually start to tax yourself. You actually start to feel like you did something. Your body's a little, you know, you feel, it. you can tell that you worked out your body and you're out of breath. And that's the first time you wake up in the morning and you feel like somebody came into your house and beat you with a bag of quarters while you were asleep. (laughs) Right. You get up. Oh, ah," Right. You got to go to the bathroom. You try to sit down on the toilet. That takes four minutes. You barely get to sit down before all of a sudden you have to go out and get the mop or whatever. Right. Your hamstrings, your quadriceps, your calves, your delts, your glutes, everything. Like, <laughs> right? And you realize this is just the first time I have to keep doing this. I have to do this over an extended period of time. Is it always going to be like this? Is it always going to hurt like this? Is it always going to feel this bad? Well, the answer in the long term is no. Like earlier today, I did a really good kettlebell workout, right? And when I first started doing the kettlebell workout, I'm telling you right now, uh, <laughs> remember how I literally just said it felt like somebody beat you with a bag of quarters after your workout? After I did that kettlebell workout, I felt like somebody had actually beat me with the damn kettlebells. That's what it felt like. And it sucked. And there's a part of you that doesn't want to pick up the weights again because who in their right mind? Wants to voluntarily do something that hurts him that much, that feels that bad. How many times have you burned your hand by touching a hot stove? Probably not often. Why? Because you don't want any more of that. So it hurts. Don't go by what they say on these TV programs. Don't go by what they say on these, wor- these workout programs. And you see somebody who's overweight and they're running and jumping and swinging kettlebells around and doing backflips and all of that crap. That person is an anomaly. That person is an aberration. That person is not going to be you most likely. Because it damn sure wasn't me. I haven't worked out in 25 years and I'm 73 pounds overweight, but I did Ken Johnson's kickbox workout. I lost 45 pounds before my leg got back down and I ran a marathon on the way home and there was no pain whatsoever. I didn't even sweat. Shut up. (laughs) Because if that's the model they give you, if that's the story they tell you. How are you going to feel, like I said, when you wake up and you feel like somebody beats you with a bag of nickels? So just understand that's not the truth. The first three weeks is going to suck. Sorry. They say that's how long it takes to create a habit, 21 days. Well, that's how long it takes to make a workout stop sucking. Now, what will happen is your body will start going, oh, we're working out now, cool. Okay, I'm going to give him a little more uh, aerobic capacity. I'm going to give him a little more muscle definition. I'm going to give him a little, give him a little more bone density, and we'll see if he and if he keeps if he keeps working out, I'll give him a little more and a little more and a little more, and then all of a sudden he'll be in shape, and we don't have to worry about this crap. When you start to feel better from what you eat, like I, started, started, I immediately felt better when I started to eat more, more plants, just like I did back in the day when I was damn near a vegetarian almost. Not on purpose, but just that's, that's the way it was back then. And you, when you start eating well, you literally start to feel better almost immediately. You can feel the difference, man. I was, and, and, you, and it will be surprising to you. After the first few months of working out, you you'll start to look a little different. You will look. You might not necessarily look completely different, but you look a little different. But your body will be able to do things. I remember the first time I got in shape. This was a long time ago. I was hanging out. We were working at this place, and we were all catching a bus back to where we were going. I don't remember exactly where we we're going. And at the time, I was obviously heavier than all the rest of these guys. So we're running to catch the bus. So, right as we're running, they're, of course, ahead of me. They're like, keep it up, big boy. Keep it up, big boy. Hey, big, Fat boy can move. Fat boy can move. <laughs> Had to listen to that crap, right? <laughs> right? But as it turns out, fat boy could move. And then after about 100 yards, fat boy was not moving. Fat boy was huffing. Fat boy was huffing and puffing. Fat boy was huffing and puffing and leaning over the back of a bench, trying not to fall down and vomit on himself. They all got on the bus. They were trying to hold the bus for me, and I was just waving them off. I know the next bus wasn't for forty minutes, but I just couldn't make it. I was like, some months go by. Months go by, quite a few months. And over the course of time, even though I'm getting, I physically look different and feel different, psychologically, I just, there was something about making that run for the bus that I didn't want to do. So I kind of dolled around and let everybody leave. Oh, I got to take care of some stuff. I definitely, definitely not avoiding being called fat boy and going through that humiliating process of damn near passing out, being out of breath and huffing and definitely not that. (laughs) I can't, can't be. And everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm actually in shape at this point. But psychologically, I was still that dude. And then one day I had to get home in time. I couldn't mess around. I couldn't dawdle. I couldn't play around. I had to get home. Oh, so I had to leave with them. Oh, and they were surprised to see me. Hey, you finally leave with us. And they would give me a hard time about finally leaving with them so long that it actually made us a little bit late for the bus. So we all started running for the bus. I wasn't behind them this time. I was in the middle of the pack. Then I was near the front of the pack. Then I was a lot way in front of them. I mean, I was way in front of them because they were in good shape, but I was really working out hard. Run! I was doing the Versa climber. I was doing a rowing machine. I turned. I cranked the machine all the way up. I turned the bike at the gym all the way up. I turned the Versa climber all the way up. I turned the stair machine all the way up. I was. I, I was in good shape. So they're way behind me. The bench that I was leaning on was right there, and you would think I would have run around it, wouldn't you? I didn't run around it. In stride, never crossed my mind to run around it. My body knew what it could do. It knew what it could do. I jumped over that bench. Not in the way that you would think like when you see somebody jump, jump a hurdle. I mean, literally just vertical leaped over the bench, landed in full stride, got on the bus, and held it for them. True story. Have you seen the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper? or you've seen uh, The Matrix, Keanu Reeves. The reason that these people had superpowers in the movie, in the, in the case of The Matrix, obviously you've all seen The Matrix. I'm sure it's one of the biggest movies of all time. You know, they're all basically, it's, it's a simulation. And because he's aware it's a simulation, he can avoid bullets and do things everybody else in the simulation can't do. They're attached to a major computer. They're basically batteries for the computer. That is The Matrix, right? So how did Neo get these superpowers? He became aware of what the situation was. And because he became aware of what the situation was, he was aware of what he could do and he could do things that he could never do before. That was all in the Matrix, but he still was able to do things. In Bradley Cooper's movie, Limitless, i think it was hzt or something like that i think the drug was called and what it did was it expanded the brain now, obviously this is science fiction you're not, not going to take a pill and all of a sudden have access to all of your brain because you have access to your brain now just you know that, that, that we'll get into that go look that up i don't have time to explain that crap now right but in the movie all of a sudden he takes this pill right he's standing in front of his, his landlord's wife this beautiful asian lady and she's chewing his ass out. You, you You don't have enough money. She's working him over. And the pill begins to take effect. Right? With the requisite special effects in the music in the background. And then all of a sudden, boop. This actualized version of himself pops in. And he starts talking to the lady. And little bits of information that he had acquired over time, he had access to. And he charmed this lady. He charmed this lady. Right? So after he charms this lady, next thing you know, he's in bed with her, getting it on with her. Now, I'm not saying that's what you want to do. Well, I did. She's hot. But uh, (laughs) I'm not saying that specifically. But what I'm saying is the reason that these people were able in this in these two fictional situations were able to have these specific superpowers was because they became aware of what they were capable of. Well, we take the medical metaphysical things out of the equation and we take all the superstition out of the equation and we talk just about yourself. I'm talking about me now. In that moment, when I think about it again, when I realize it again, and I think about my doctor calling me and how I got to get back in shape and how I got to improve my health. When I think about those things, I remember what it felt like. I remember I could actually go back in time and be me then remembering what it felt like as I was in the air over that bench and what it felt like to be in the air over that bench. And it felt like I had superpowers. And I want to get those superpowers again, because when you max, when you maximize your body, you maximize your mind, you maximize the things that you do in life, you maximize yourself. If that's part of what you're doing and part of who you are and part of what you're doing, it does feel like you have a superpower, doesn't it? Your body can do things it couldn't do before. You feel so good in a way that you'd never felt before or haven't felt in a while. You carry yourself in the world a completely different way. You carry yourself with confidence because you now know you have a physical manifestation of your ability to improve yourself. So I remember when I put the phone down after the doc- I talked to the doctor, I remembered going, yeah, she's right. I was doing pretty good, but I wasn't doing good enough because I had gotten a little bit complacent because my blood work was good consistently. I slacked off and I slacked off hard. But when your doctor calls you the day after your blood work, even though you're not in any, any danger or anything like that, it's just an indication that you're doing the wrong things. That's basically just an indication. That's the catalyst. Like that squirrel jumping through your window where your refrigerator effing up or that person or you're getting stuck with that person for the rest of your life because you're having a baby with him and you should have broken up with him in the first place. How many times have we had a catalyst that we ignored when we knew we were supposed to do something? <laughs> well, well, I know what it's like to be in shape. I've been there before. And I'm 53 years old and I don't feel old and I don't want to feel old until I am old. And even when I am old, I want to feel younger than the other people that are as old as I'll be at that time. So, my friends... Just look around, man. There's a catalyst there. There's some grist for your mill. There's something telling you. Something telling you. Something telling your punk asses that you need to make a change somewhere. And if it's a change that's going to make you better, go and do that crap. Okay? Cool. This episode is over. But I'm going to give your punk asses another catalyst. You've been telling your friends to listen to this podcast. I can tell because there's more people listening than every week. So I'm gonna need you to do it again. And you, the new people who were told to listen to this podcast, listen to this podcast and came back. I know you love it. If you love it, I know you love it. If you dig it, I know you dig it. Do me a favor. Tell some more friends. Tell your family. Anybody that you think would like this podcast, you go and you tell them, bring them back. We're going to have a good time. We want to make the family grow. And remember, this is episode number 428. You don't just have to listen to the new ones. Go dive into the old ones. There's a whole lot of good stuff in there, damn it. I was there. It's pretty damn good. (laughs) Rate and review this podcast, my friends. I would consider it a personal favor. Much love to you all, and I will see you again next times. Okay? Let's do it!